Good morning, heart and soul. Y'all can hear, probably hear more voices, feel more energy that is in this room, even though you are at home. I, well, first of all, let me just say I am rocking this morning, a limited edition t-shirt, heart and soul t-shirt celebrating our 12th anniversary. And it is so perfect for us in so many ways. It, it essentially reminds us that every dream, every successful dream, every dream brought to fruition had to have a dreamer behind it. And y'all know that our matron saint, Mother Harriet Tubman, is featured here, but also is the ultimate dreamer for freedom and liberation. And so there's not a day that goes by that heart and soul isn't reminded of that on so many different levels. So let me just quickly say, if you want one of these, be on the lookout for our recap. The MailChimp that comes out on Wednesday by noon, be on the lookout for that. And if you're thinking now, dang, I should have signed up for that, then you will want to send an email to admin at heartsoulcenter.org admin at heartsoulcenter.org so you can get on the list and you'll get the recap and in that will be the way so that you too can rock the 12th anniversary t-shirt that features Mother Harriet. This is so important and for us at our 12th anniversary but also because I was mentored, my first teachers and mentors were folks who stepped out on their own. So many of you already know that I began with Terry Cole Whitaker, who began with religious science and a religious science community and then went out on her own. Well, as I was studying with Terry Cole Whitaker, I was, you know, she was in San Diego and La Jolla area. And although I commuted there, it was not enough to sustain me full time. And so I began looking what was available here locally. And what I found was East Bay Church. And at the time, Reverend Amon was the minister at East Bay Church. And it just, his, his imprint, if you have never experienced Reverend Amon, once you do, you will see his imprint on me. And I wasn't aware just how much I had drawn from his teaching and his style. And so today, our treat in our 12th anniversary month is that Reverend Amon is with us via video. We had hoped that he would be here in person, but it just didn't work out quite the way we wanted. But I, here's what I want you to know about Reverend Amon, one of my teachers and mentors. And frankly, the, the path was certainly teacher, mentor, friend, brother is really where we live right now. He is, he's my brother for real. So Reverend Amon believes in one God and that this one manifests as many to reach all through many ways, including religion, philosophy, psychology, art, education. I say essentially whatever medium you have open for God, for the divine, to reach you, to contact you, to lift you up. He received his basic training in New Thought teachings with Dr. Daniel Morgan. 
of Guidance Church of Religious Science, where, where frankly, it was a hub of education in new thought during a time where black folks weren't necessarily, did not experience a welcoming everywhere. And so he created a stable where folks, some of the, the, the most well-known and deepest teachers emerged out of his congregation. Amon among them, certainly. And subsequently, he graduated from the United Church of Religious Science School of Ministry, which was in San Jose at the time. He is the author of a book that I still use, The Dynamics of Spiritual Mind Treatment. He's traveled to numerous cities and states as a speaker and teacher and in churches of various denominations sharing this amazing message. I just want you to receive his message as I have over time. I'm going to ask you to just open your heart and your mind. He's an amazing teacher and a man who is grounded in principle. I bring you now my brother, my friend, my teacher, my mentor, Reverend Amon. Stir up the gift. 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 Stir up
Greetings, greetings, greetings uh, to you. I feel tremendously blessed and honored to be invited to speak to my heart and soul brothers and sisters. And I want to congratulate you and the founder of Heart and Soul Center of Light Ministry, the Reverend Andrea. <clears throat> now I'm bringing a very special lesson to you today in commemoration and celebration of this place, Heart and Soul Center of Light. The topic of today's lesson is Lesson in Truth. This is a lesson in truth. Harriet Emily Cady, some of you may be familiar with her name. She was an author of uh, New Thought Spiritual Writings. Her 1896 book on lessons in truth, it was entitled Lessons in Truth. And this is what in really my memory of having read this book, maybe 20, 30 years ago, inspired me to uh, use this as a topic today in uh, celebration, commemoration of the founding of this ministry. Uh, it is a, a book that consists of 12 lessons in practical Christianity, and it is now considered one of the core texts used in the Unity Church teachings, the Unity, Tate, Unity uh, uh, organization or denomination is a worldwide religion. It, and this book is the most widely read book in that movement. It has sold over uh, one million, a million and a half uh, copies since its first publication. And it's been translated into 11 languages and also Braille. So why is this uh, information that I'm sharing with you about this book important? Uh, what I want to emphasize here is lessons in truth and today I'm bringing you a lesson in, in truth. My talk to you is not a message, a simple message, an inspirational message. It, it's even not a sermon necessarily. Uh, this talk today is a lesson, and this is not a lesson about truth. This is indeed a lesson in truth. Remember that the title of her her book was Lessons in Truth. I'm making a clear distinction between the terms uh, about and in, about truth and in truth. The purpose of this lesson, specifically and intentionally, is to awaken your consciousness to what is your new reality by virtue of the fact of being a part of this ministry, a part of even the new thought uh, 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 idea of religion or philosophy. This lesson is a reminder to you of your chief purpose and reason for being here in this thing called new thought teaching and more particularly and specifically as being a part of the heart and soul center of life ministry. So let's make it clear and plain. Your principle, foremost, primary, and key purpose for coming to a teaching such as this is to learn how to realize truth, not to study, not to 
in your light right here and now without any more seeking, without any more searching, any more reading or anything else like that, you can give all of that up now by the mere virtual fact of your being here. You have arrived. I am here to remind you of your new reality, a place in consciousness that you've already arisen to. But how can you learn how to realize truth if you do not know what truth is? Truth is what brought you here, all right? Your search for truth. But at some point, you have to realize that there is a distinction between learning about it and being in it. Early in chapter uh, eight of the book of John in the Bible, Jesus had taught us this one uh, fundamental basic uh, principle. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The emphasis is on the word know. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It will make you free. But later on, that was chapter eight, but later on in chapter 18, the book of John records, or it is recorded there, how the mob brought Jesus to the governor, Pontius Pilate, to be judged before being crucified. For what reason? For teaching and demonstrating the truth. Now, after being questioned there by Pilate, Jesus said, it was before the crucifixion, Jesus said, you know, in defense or answering the series of questions that Pilate had put to him, he said, but to this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world. What cause? That, that I should bear witness unto the truth. To which Pilate asked Jesus, man, what is truth? Well, Pilate represents the voice of the ego in your mind, asking you that question. What is truth? But what is the purpose of the ego asking you that question in your mind to create doubt and confusion in your mind? Every individual must know the answer to that question that Pilate put to Jesus, a fundamental question. What is truth? Well, this is a divine, universal, eternal question that the ego in your mind perpetually asks. Remember, to raise doubt. Well, let's fast forward 1800 years after that great crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. 1800 years later, after that experience, a new revelation, a new dispensation of truth swept like a wave of, uh, 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 across this nation, uh, across the face of humanity a higher understanding of truth, a more intimate and direct personal relationship with truth moved across the face of humanity. In the 1800s, uh, uh, fast forwarding to the early 1900s, this new wave of spiritual enlightenment manifested itself even in a more refined uh, uh, experience. And it moved across the United States and England and first starting here in America in the New England states. 
and it spread quickly all over the world. The teachings, New Thought, being translated in every language, everywhere, something happened uh, among us. Now this truth came through here in, 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 the, in America first through persons uh, that you might recognize, names such as uh, Emmanuel Swedenborg, William James, Franz Mesmer, Phineas Parker's Quimby, Mary Baker Eddy, Emmett Fox, Ernest Holmes, Emma Curtis Hopkins, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, among many others. And they soon named this wave of consciousness New Thought. Now, the point that I am making with this information as a background is very important to you today, those of you who are part of this this, this church, this ministry, this teaching, this philosophy. What is the point? The point is all these teachers, who I named them more, were teaching lessons in truth. My topic is lessons in truth. So what is truth? To begin with, truth is caught, not taught. Truth can't be taught. Truth is revealed by the inner teacher who is the Holy Spirit that is in every mind, every individual's mind. And the Holy Spirit can be called now or recognized by different names. Let's don't get caught up in religiosity. We're talking about that something is in every individual's mind. Well, in the mid uh, 1900s, fast forwarding, coming closer to now, uh, Dr. Ernest Holmes was one of the leading new philosophers at that time who founded uh, this worldwide ministry that is called the Science of Mind. And, and, and then uh, along with other, uh, at the same time, along with other uh, uh, fellow uh, ministers and teachers uh, in his ilk, the unity teachings, the Christian science movement, the divine science uh, movement, the infinite way by Joel Smith and others. Well. Almost 30 years ago now, in the 1990s, we're coming closer to right now. My path crossed with the path of uh, Andriette, or her path crossed with mine. And this soul was later transformed into Reverend Andriette. And then moving forward, about 20 years after our meeting, she founded the Heart and Soul Center of Life Ministry, which is today we're celebrating its 12th year. Well, Andriette met me when she was a student seeking truth. And I was a few years ahead of her in terms of training and going out and teaching and, and all of that stuff. But what she received from me and through me as a student at that time, and, and through me and her several other teachers were lessons in truth. <laughs> Not getting a little excited here. So what is the distinction that I am making between lessons about truth and lessons in truth? Listen closely. This stuff is caught, not taught. The difference, first of all, simply put, is in the student. Let's start there first, and then I will give you a, a, a couple of other clear distinctions. But first of all, let's understand that the first difference is in the student who's seeking 
is whether they are in there for learning about the truth or learning about lessons in truth. Among your group here today, Reverend Andriad has, and some of you have already recognized and identified who among you as students and truth seekers and parishioners or whatever you choose to call yourself, who among you are here for lessons about truth or lessons in truth? Reverend Andriad was one of my students, as I said, but when I met her, I could see, I could sense there was something that I knew about her as I, that, that, that she stood apart. And, 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 and I, I, I could tell where her consciousness was. She was not there to learn how to be healed. She was not to there to learn how to get a new house, get a new car or success in employment or, or business or to resolve some problem in relationship or get something from God. No, <laughs> all of us start off right and therefore end up right. Andriette was not in my classes for those reasons. And so I could, you know, you can seek truth to learn how to use truth is the point. Or you can seek truth to learn how to let truth use you. And I can see that that's what, what her purpose and her reason was. How do I know this? Well, you know the saying, birds of a feather flock together. Let's, I could see in her what I realized about myself. And I could see that her start and interest and purpose and reason for being there in the first place was the same as mine. When I discovered this thing called New Thought, when I discovered this teaching, you see, my minister and mentor, uh, my first primary mentor and teacher was Dr. Daniel L. Morgan, who was the founder of the, uh, one of the leading churches in the movement uh, in, during the 1970s, 60s, 70s and 80s into the 90s. And um, uh, the Guidance Church, uh, it was called the Guidance Church of Religious Science in, in Los Angeles. And when I started studying the basic classes in this teaching, I would observe and study my teacher more than I would hear his words. Think about Reverend Andrea. I could sense the atmosphere and the presence of God when he spoke. I would observe him. I, I, I could feel when he was not speaking, but something higher was speaking through him. There was a shift in his demeanor as he spoke, as he preached. And from the beginning, I, uh, uh, I saw that that was what I wanted. That was my purpose and goal for seeking truth. I wanted that something. I wanted that experience. I wanted that personal experience with God. I could see that he knew something and, and, and that was what I wanted to know. That's what, what I wanted to know. Very early in my training, in my, in my own soul, I could sense the moment that I transcended my objective mind and my spirit merged with the oversoul. And, 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 I, and I could sense and know that the teacher for God, which is the Holy Spirit, took over and ministered to my mind, revealing the truth behind my teacher's words as he spoke to the class. So my topic today is what? Lesson in truth. From the beginning, my purpose and goal for learning. Now I'm saying me, I'm talking about Reverend Andrew Viet, but the lesson today is about you. 
is to help you to clarify and understand what your purpose and reason for being here is. And I'm sharing that with you through my personal story and what I observed in her from the beginning. My purpose and goal for learning was not so much to learn about what the teacher taught, but to learn how to know what the teacher knows. I studied his style to develop my own style. I had barely completed the two-year basic training program and accelerated uh, quickly through the practitioner training uh, 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 program at that time, which was only a few months to receive a practitioner's license. But I had learned through this training how to not only I'm getting to truth and what it is, <laughs> how to get into truth and not study about truth, not hang on the outside, experiencing just the mental aspect, but get into the spiritual aspect. I had learned how to not only believe in God, but to know God, how to let truth use me versus how to use truth to get stuff, how to not just believe in truth, but to know the truth. You shall know the truth and truth shall make you free. Without ever having any training in Bible understanding, when I got to know God, not just to know about God, I had a successful radio Bible teaching that filled the hour of power with the leading New Thought ministers in the movement in our, in our, in our city. And Dr. Bill Hornaday of Founders Church started the hour off, followed by Dr. Frank Richelieu of the Redondo Beach Church of Religious Science and Dr. Joseph Murphy, an author and teacher known all over the world. I prepared my uh, lessons daily for the 6 a.m. Uh, hour of radio Bible uh, teaching. Uh, radio, I was the only one teaching the Bible, but I was in that hour. I would sit in the silence in the mornings and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and instructions for the lesson for the day. Then I would be led to the scriptures for the lesson and then place my hands on the keyboard and the lesson would flow through my fingers and I would jump up from the typewriter at that time and, and hit the freeway and drive to uh, Glendale because I, I was living in Los Angeles and there I was at, at the top five minutes before time to go in the air before the microphone at KIEV in Glendale in the morning, radio station KIEV. And it, it was just a spiritual experience, but I knew that I was in touch with something and that something was speaking through me. At the same time, I had six weeks of uh, waiting list for people to get into uh, 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 get a seat into my prosperity workshops. And, and, and then I'm telling you what was happening during right after this training, not a long time after. And then shortly after when I decided to go on, continue forward and attend the ministerial school at that time, it, it was a, 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 a branch of it in San Jose. I was asked to teach the Bible class in the school of ministry while I was a student at the same time. Isn't that something? You see, I had learned in my basic science of mind training, that's what I'm, why I'm stopping to remind you here of what your purpose and reason here. I had learned not only to believe in God, but to know God. Not only to believe in truth, but to know the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Not only I had learned not only how to demonstrate healing, demonstrate a car, demonstrate uh, uh, in relationship, demonstrate success in, in, in my ministry. But you see, 
what I also learned is how to know the demonstrator. Because I started off seeking my purpose and reason was to know the demonstrator, not to use that which demonstrates, but to know that. I mean, not to you, not to get the stuff that it demonstrates, but how to know that which demonstrates. You see, this is not a, a, a talk or an inspirational message. This is a lesson in truth. This is a live living lesson in truth. And the purpose is to awaken your consciousness to the reality that by the virtue of the fact that you are here in this ministry is in itself a testimony that you have already arrived at this state of consciousness that I'm talking about. This is the place where you will learn not just how to believe in God, but to know God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is the conscious right use of the law of God. And all these things will be given to you. And so now, as I come to my close, I will leave you with the words of H.B. Jeffrey, where in his book, The Principles of Healing, he writes these words. He says, Jesus knew God and that there is none else beside him. He knew God. See, I'm talking about what truth is. I'm talking about how to get into this consciousness of knowing the truth. This is the consciousness in which Jesus lived. And he didn't go in and out of this consciousness. H.B. Jeffrey says in his book, Principles and Healing, he says, Jesus knew God, not just about God. Jesus didn't just believe in God. Jesus believed that there is none else beside God. He abode in that knowledge. And that was what did the work of healing through Jesus. What was it that did the work of healing through Jesus? His knowing. His knowing. It was his knowing, not his belief. Not his, not his believing, but his knowing did the work. Hey. My purpose for being here with you is to remind you of what your purpose is and your goal is for being in this teaching. Not to get stuff, but to let the thing that gives you the stuff. <laughs> Come on. Jeffrey goes on to say, Jesus did not study disease or its causes. And yet all manner of sickness and disease seemed to fade away in his presence. Just in his presence. How was that happening? Because of his knowing. His knowing was showing. It was because of his singleness of eye, says Jeffrey. Because of his singleness of eye. Because of his knowing. Hey, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus knew that God, the one cause is present and that God is all, God is all 
the presence there is. Oh, come on. Let's think about this. Let's marinate in this. Let's take a deep breath. Come on, take a deep breath. And exhale. And let's be in this stuff, in this truth. Jeffrey goes on to say in his writing, there is, there are white, wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm talking about what truth is. We are now in the truth. This is the truth. Truth is consciousness. Truth is your knowing what your relationship is with God. Jeffrey goes on to say, there is no other presence. If God be all in all, there can be no other presence. He says, Jesus knew the non-reality of so-called matter and its laws. Jesus did not have to deny or affirm. He knew. He did not need to deny or affirm. He knew. If you, the writer says, do not know, if you do not know, then it may be necessary for, for you to exercise mental powers through denial and affirmation. But only if you do not know, it's legal. It's okay if you're there, but you come here in that consciousness and you use that teaching level to rise above that consciousness. But if you're there, nothing wrong with it. It's not illegal, but it's just where you are and you can do good in that consciousness, but there's a higher consciousness. There's a higher way. You may believe and that you can do that through belief. Hey but you got another wrong to go. Believing is not knowing. Believing is not knowing. It's time to celebrate. Come on and sing it along with us. Because we know this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. The year of refreshing. Time of your great blessings. So expect nothing but victory. That's the promise in all things. To be exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. Put it in the house. It's time to expect great things. If you're willing to have great things, say it. So we're expecting great things. Expect the great. Expect the great. Nothing to expect but great things. Expect the great. It's time to sing with us. Expect, expect the great. Expect the great. This is the best time. Expect the great. Okay, that was okay for a practice, but if you really believe it, how about if you stand up and sing it with us this time? Because we know this is just this the beginning. Is just
as it is comfortable for you to do so. And let's rise above the mental and go to that place upstairs and be there in that higher understanding of truth that you've arisen to through this lesson in truth. And in this truth, you're realizing, you're realizing, you're realizing that God lives his life through me, through you, through us, as itself, as you. And you get into that consciousness that Jesus abode in. He says, abide in me and know the truth. And what is the truth? The truth is that I and the Father Oh, what? I am a child of God. I am a son of God. 
He that seeth me sees the Father. I have no power of my own. These things ye see me do. I do not of my own power. It's what you know. The Father within me, he doeth the works. Even the words that you hear me speak are not mine. For they are of the Father who sent me. You have to have this knowing that the same truth about Jesus is the truth about you, is the truth about me, is the truth about us. At some point, you know that when you open your mouth, you're not speaking your words, you're saying what you're listening to. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth is that I have no life of my own. There's only one life, that life is God, and that life is my life now. That's the truth. There is no good and evil in this universe. God is the only power there is. There's one power. That power is God. That's the truth. You shall know that, but I know this. I just don't believe this. There is nothing to fear, therefore, and there is only love. What is the truth? The truth is, I know sin is not real. That's the truth. And sin is not real, and sickness is not real, and death is not real. Life cannot die. That's the truth. And I know the truth. This is a lesson in the truth. So with all this being the truth, of whom shall I fear? Of what shall I be afraid? Hey, the truth is, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. The kingdom of God is that state of mind where you no longer believe in God. Hey, 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 but I, but you, but we believe from the consciousness of God. And this is the truth. The kingdom of God consciousness is knowing God is my only need. And I need nothing else. And that's enough. God is. Hey, 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 hey. And so it is. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I could go on and on and on, but this is a lesson in truth. And so it is. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. Amen.